Welcome to CypherVision and today's episode, SDGs Through a Pattern Lens. I'm Nigel Schweitzer and joined by co-host Francesca Lavoie. Hi, Frankie. How are you, Nigel, after our summer break? Well, I still feel that the world's slightly in the summer break, but CypherVision never sleeps. So today's guest is Marco, Global Head of Customer Success at LexisNexis Intellectual Property. And for those keen listeners, you'll realize the LexisNexis theme again. Very fortunate that inside LexisNexis, where Cypher now lives post the acquisition, uh, they have a product and a report exploring sustainable innovation landscape. Marco is one of the key authors of that, and it's a pleasure to have you with us, Marco. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you, Frankie. Well, thank you for joining us on Cypher Vision. It's great for us to be back again, bringing the topic of sustainability to the forefront. We've done several podcasts on this topic, and I do feel like it's one of the most important things in our planet today. It's wonderful that we can be talking about it again and also actually talking about it on a really fact-based approach when we're looking at the UN sustainability goals through a patent lens. But before we get into that and before we get into some of the results from the report that Nigel mentioned Maybe you can give us a bit on your background for our listeners so they can get to know Marco a bit more. Happy to do so. As Nigel had said, my name is Marco Richter. I'm in uh, LexisNexis Intellectual Property, responsible for a global customer success organization. I've joined LexisNexis in 2018 through the acquisition of PatentSide. I was the first full-time employee of PatentSide, joined in 2010 and entered the patent world with no prior experience in patents. Prior to that, I had worked in a small German startup helping SMEs in Germany to get their feet wet on the World Wide Web and build a business there. What I'd always found a little bit disappointing about that was I never got the chance to really work with data. We always just had customer data, but not our own data. And as I as I got to know the founder of PatentSide and his ambition to build the world's leading patent analytics platform, I got my interest in economics and in, uh, in the world of corporates and in the world of innovation. It all came together in his, his idea for this, this patent analytics uh, product to help the global innovators make better investment decisions. And from that point on, the rest is history. Um, you can imagine being the first employee in such a startup you're basically the left and right hand of the founder and, and get to do all sorts of things and um, gather a lot of experience. So I've been 13 years in IP now and have been enjoying every minute of it. That's great to hear. And I must admit, I, I didn't realize that you were one of the the, the founding members of Patent Site. So congratulations. That's brilliant. I've learned something today. But fast forwarding 13 years of your, your time in IP, how did you become interested in looking at patents and what they could tell you about the UN SDGs. When we look at patent analytics and what does it do for companies, it's really about bridging the gap between all these insights only accessible to the the IP people and those that are making the decisions on the company's future, where to invest, where and how to innovate. That had been a very difficult exchange, right, between these two parties and products like Cypher and PatentSide were extremely successful in, in bridging that gap and in helping to create that understanding. Now, as companies got more educated about what IP can mean for them, other than filing and protecting patents, it also became clear to us that 
there must be an interest in the investment community to leverage these insights, to look from the outside in. And sure enough, they had interest in patent data. But then the next question was, okay, how do we define, for example, technologies? That's a problem that Cypher is solving. And as we explored the space more and more, it became clear that the area of ESG reporting could be a viable angle for analyzing companies through a patent lens. However, the ESG space offers no coherent and consistent framework. So we took a step back and we said, is there something that holistically covers this area? So we found the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal framework that was created in 2015. Companies, governments, and researchers around the world within the United Nations have come together to define a path to global sustainability. What does it mean? Well, in essence, to ensure that we all have a planet worth living on, not only 30 years from now, but 100 years from now. So we dove into this framework of the United Nations, and we saw they had not only defined goals, like let's make this a planet worth living on. No, there is a clear path to that goal, and it has targets associated with it, data points, and along with the path, also the how-to. And what we then did, we extracted the technologies, the technological enablers that the world has identified as bringing us closer to these goals and ultimately to achieve these goals. And we translated these into the language of patents, and we now make them available to whoever is interested in them with a click of a button. You've already mentioned what the UN sustainability goals are trying to achieve. When you put an innovation lens on that, what's that telling us? The goals set out by the United Nations are 17 overarching goals from peace and justice to no poverty, zero hunger, etc. If you take SDG3, for example, good health and well-being, and then look into the underlying targets that they want to achieve there, one of them is to lower the cancer mortality. And they specify which types of cancers. So the next step is then you look at which are the technologies that are targeting these cancer types. And based on these technologies, you can then identify the companies that are working on overcoming these challenges. That's a great way of, of actually making these lofty goals to become a reality in terms of some action. In a lot of these areas, you will also find, for example, blockchain technology, where at a first it will give you pause because everybody associates with blockchain as huge energy consumption, right? Because we then immediately start to think of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. But blockchain is more than that. It's a public ledger in, in which you can transparently record data points. And why blockchain is such an important enabler in many areas, I believe even in the no poverty area, is it helps us transparently track progress. Transparency to achieve the goals is key for the United Nations in the definition of the SDGs. So blockchain is an enabler for creating transparency and thus is affecting many of the areas that the United Nations are targeting. We've got a long way to go to get to some of the targets that have been set to ensure that the planet can continue surviving. How critical is innovation to the UN SDGs to get us to these targets? From my perspective, 
it's absolutely mission critical. And I, I put that into perspective. In the first year of COVID, the worldwide reduction of airplane traffic, car traffic, cargo vessels being halted in the in the Strait of Singapore, and basically the world stops to move, greenhouse gas emissions in that year went down by only 6.4%. And that to me is an absolutely staggering number if I think about a world in which we have to achieve a reduction by 50% by 2030 and to achieve net zero by 2050, to expect humans to simply change behaviors and achieve these goals is not going to get us there, not by a far short. So I believe that technology is absolutely mission critical in helping us to achieve these very ambitious goals. Yes, ambitious they are, but they're also, as we know, absolutely critical if you want to ensure that our children will have a planet worth living on and that their children and grandchildren will have the same. And it's more than us humans. The SDGs cover everything from animals, life on earth, life on sea, in sea, and all the various natural habitats. It's a holistic package to ensure a planet worth living on for everyone and everything that lives here. Nigel, we, we've talked a little bit about this, but do people take this reporting seriously and actually the measures and metrics that are used, is it greenwashing? I think if you were to look at the boardroom of all companies, alone major and minor, anywhere in the world, sustainability is right up there. Part of it is legal obligations to report on sustainability, and part of it is the power of money like trillions of dollars are only being invested in companies that can establish themselves with evidence that they are green companies. Hence the birth of greenwashing, companies who say they're green, but maybe don't walk the walk. And one of the things I love about this work of patent site in relation to mapping patents to SDGs is the word that Marcus said many times in this called transparency. Patents are fact. You either have a certificate from a government that you invented a technology that is working towards an SDG, which would be a positive because it would be evidence that you are investing in R&D to create that patent, that innovation, or you don't have it, which doesn't necessarily make you a bad company. It just means that you don't have the evidence to support that you are going in that direction. I love the fact that in this area, more than any topic we've discussed on Cypher Vision before, you've got the push, the companies wanting to be transparent, and you've also got the pull, which is, is investors and the financial community demanding this data, a perfect storm. And I would argue there's also the consumers demanding that change and willing to spend their money on more sustainable products. There's a true market being generated around the whole topic as well. So companies cannot ignore sustainability if they want to have markets to sell to in three, five, 10 years to come. They need to change behavior now because that's what the consumer on all levels, be it B2B or B2C, is demanding. One of the things you said about consumer behavior, Marco, really resonated. It's not just as about whether we drive to the local shops. But it's also our choice to go and buy an electric car, our choice when we get to the shop not to buy single-use plastic. We as consumers, we are the end recipient of everything that companies do. I think that makes the consumer quite powerful. 
Absolutely. We interestingly, we even see it in the patent data as we compare the patents that we have mapped against the United Nations SDGs with the ones that are not directly linked and associated. We see the value indicator, the patent asset index that we're calculating based on forward citations and market coverage is 50% higher for SDG-related patents than for unrelated patents. And that is typically an indicator of increased interest of other innovators in this area and ultimately an increased market demand. Do we think going forward that with the framework of the UN SDGs, we actually have something that we can measure, we can compare and could actually be a proper barometer to whether organizations are doing the right thing and, and are are taking us on the path to sustainability? I absolutely think so. And we need clear data and we need evidence and transparency on where we are with regards to the goals in order to be able to see where we're going, not only next, but whether we are on the right track to get there. And I absolutely see us in that position of delivering very crucial data points around technology and innovation that is mission critical to achieve the goals of the United Nations SDGs. And every company, every research organization, every government, and every investor in the world can, with a click of a button, understand which company is investing in these areas, which is lagging behind in investment. But it can also understand which are the driving technologies underneath that are worth pursuing and that are most promising on the path to sustainability. We've agreed that we have a really robust framework in the UN SDGs to be able to measure and check that the world is on track to hit these sustainability goals. And we also have patent data, which is forward-looking and factual. How easy is it to put the two together? I said before, it's readily accessible with a click of a button, right? The step before that involved reviewing tens of thousands of pages of documentation by the United Nations of the SDGs. So our team dove into that documentation and extracted the goals, the targets, the indicators, and the technologies associated with it. And that's not only because we then worked on mapping that to patents in terms of patent searches. We also, alongside of that, created a documentation of what are we doing here and what can the end user of such a mapping expect to be finding in that mapping and what can they expect not to find in there? Because we want to be as transparent as possible as we are translating the United Nations framework into the language of patents. If we go a step further back from that, as we consider the UN SDGs done in mapping to the patents, in order to be able to do so, you also need to get all your patent facts straight. You need to have a sound family definition. You need to make sure you're interpreting legal status right. You need an indicator that tells you which are the more promising patents and how are they trending and which are the less promising uh, patents. You also need to understand who owns and controls which assets in the world of patents because ultimately you not only want to understand how is my company's position with regards, for example, to the SDGs, but how do we stack up against our peer group, against our competitors, even our customers. 
So you need a holistic set of answers across a variety of very, very challenging data points in the world of patents before you can even think about mapping the United Nations SDGs and then expect a meaningful outcome in terms of easily to consume actionable data. So it is very complex and it takes decades of work, but we're really glad and proud that we achieved that. Fantastic that the data is all there. It's all very transparent. It's all available within Patent Site. To reference the report that's been written this year and that's come out, I'm just going to name it for everyone if you're looking for it. It's Exploring the Global Sustainable Innovation Landscape, the Top 100 Companies and Beyond. So it is It is talking about the top 100 companies. Could you maybe give us some of the, the key findings or the stories in, in the report around some of these top 100 companies and what we're seeing from the data? We see that sustainable innovation consequentially is scoring higher than patents not directly linked to the United Nations SDGs. But it's not only that on average they're creating a higher impact, it's also that in absolute terms, SDG-related patents have outgrown the rest of the patent database over the last couple of decades. So we're already seeing organizations across the globe shifting research and development dollars towards the sustainable innovations. And I would expect that to be even more so the case now that we have made it so transparent. As we get then to the actual ranking of the top 100, while pointing out Samsung not only being one of the largest companies in the world by revenue or even the size of their portfolio, but also their absolute contribution in terms of technology strength towards sustainability is definitely worth highlighting. And they're in very good company there in the top 10 with the likes of Toyota, Qualcomm, LG, Huawei, and others. As I talk about highlights of the report, I think it's also worth calling out that you will see a lot of companies that you would, in the first place, maybe not associate directly with sustainability. So, for example, the automotive companies. But it's very worthwhile to consider that these companies are in a stage of transition. The world is moving from the combustion engine to the electric drivetrain. And actually, these automotive companies have a lot of areas to improve on. And that is also acknowledged by the SDG framework. Improvements in combustion engines will get us closer to the goal. You can imagine if I continue producing engines that take 10 liters of gasoline per 100 kilometers, and I get that down to four liters, that is still a significant reduction and is helping us on the path to net zero. Nonetheless, that the engine is still running on gasoline. Marco, obviously, I'm a super fan of the rapport, but one of the things that immediately struck me is it creates a top 100. Indeed, that's in the title. Is that where your analysis stops or do you think it has a broader application? It certainly highlights the companies with the strongest contribution towards sustainable innovation. Yes, but it doesn't stop quite there. The report focuses on companies, while there's certainly also research organizations and universities that we're not shining a light on in the report. And there is certainly also many more companies beyond the top 100 that are creating sustainable innovation. And on the website, we have created a top 300 view, so even more detail. And in the database, we essentially have all of the world's technology-driven companies. So 
we could create that ranking into the tens of thousands. To put the top 100 into perspective, though, they do contribute close to 30% of the entire innovation strength towards sustainable innovation. The top 300 in total are contributing 40%. That makes total sense to me. The world is skewed towards the larger companies, but that's over half of sustainability is coming from the smaller companies. And I think everyone knows that smaller companies have that level of nimbleness and innovation. Certainly when I was exploring the data, I was very interested to go and see the people who were coming up in the rearview mirror, as well as the Samsungs, the LGs, the Shells, who obviously are have very significant investment budgets. It's great to see the theme of transparency. This is surely bringing IP data to, to a much wider audience, Nigel, and a very relevant audience that need to take notice. This is the breakthrough that we're looking for. What a great opportunity for IP professionals. IP professionals who have all this patent data, who are finding more and more innovative ways using ML and machine learning to understand the data. And then patent site says, here's a report. Here's some presentation styles. Here's numerous examples of other companies who have done it. And they can fall comfortably in the mold, knowing that they're not being avant-garde, but they're going into the mainstream. A much broader set of people who will be accessing patent data for what I think it should be used for as the largest scientific library in the world, which not everyone goes into. Transparency, the theme of this podcast here as it evolves, that was also the theme that was driving Siemens to incorporate the SDG mapping in their 2022 sustainability report, which was just published last December. And it was exactly the lack of transparency that they saw in their space among their competitors with regards to the topic of sustainability. And you can imagine with Siemens being a very classic German engineering-focused company, everything has to be fact-based. They cannot just go out and shout from the rooftops, we are oh so sustainable. So when they came across the SDG mapping that we had incorporated in patent side, the IP department and the IP strategy team in particular saw a unique opportunity to bring transparency with the voice of Siemens to the shareholders and stakeholders. And you can imagine that went through a very rigorous internal vetting within Siemens, but even an external vetting with auditors before something like that can be published. And the result now is the first sustainability KPI that is based on patents that are contributing directly to the United Nations SDGs. The source for that transparency is the mapping that we have created in the patent site database. That is really positive to hear that. I want to ask you now what you think the future holds. And I think I would like the future to hold many more companies like Siemens using the factual content that you can get out of patents to show that you are actually contributing. So what we're currently seeing with companies like Siemens, Merck, Asai, Kase, Pfizer, or many others that are starting to report on sustainable innovation, I believe this is really just the beginning. Organizations are becoming more transparent on their path and contribution to sustainability. And that will also lead to an increase in transparency on everything else that they're doing with regards to IP. And the rest of the world outside these companies will listen. We know that investors are already starting to take these new data points into consideration. As I've been 
saying before, I've been an evangelist of bringing clarity to innovation for well over a decade now. But I think I've never seen a more promising time for us to finally bridge the gap between the treasures hidden in IP and the rest of the world. If you ask me, that's what I see for the future. Marco, that's inspiring. So how do you sum it all up as a takeaway, what we like to call a cipher vision for our listeners? So now that we have put all the hard work in to make this data easily accessible, and as I said before, with a click of a button, I would like to encourage all the listeners of this podcast to start acting and look at the data for their own companies, for their peer groups, and start to develop their own understanding on where they are on their path to sustainability. It's now beyond argument that we need to reduce emissions to save the planet. So now the only question is how? Some help will come from a change in our behaviors, but not enough. So that leaves the challenge to innovation. What technologies will contribute to a greener future? The United Nations, with the full support of its member states, have agreed a framework, SDGs, a set of sustainable development goals that enable reporting and measurement against many of the most pressing issues. This provides a perfect opportunity, as Marco was saying, for patent data to shine a light on who is investing in which technology. This is the transparency that is essential to ensuring that the investment required to deliver at pace is allocated optimally. The work of PatentSight, with the full support of LexisNexis Intellectual Property, is to be congratulated for its mapping of patented technologies to SDGs. This, as we've just heard, is already being used by major companies in the United States, Europe, and Asia. And at Cypher, we look forward to supporting this mission with our unique approach to technology classification. Thank you, Marco, for the conversation. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you, Frankie. It was my pleasure. Thank you for tuning into the CypherVision podcast series. Please continue the conversation on social using hashtag CypherVision and share your thoughts about today's episode on SDGs through a patent lens.